Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, and a few surprises. I'm your host, DK. I'm Chris, your other host. Improve if you feel like it. Uh, how's it going? Not too bad. It's been a while. It's Oh, sure, yeah. It hasn't. Uh, but yeah, sure. Well, people think it's been a while. In the timeline. Right. In our timeline. Yes. Yeah, in this time, in the Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink official canonical timeline, it's been a while. Ooh, big words, don't mm, hurt yourself. I'm, it is early. So. Yeah. Uh, well, hi everybody. Hope everyone's holiday was good. I hope you, yeah. I hope New you, Year. Uh, went back and listened to some of our older stuff while we took a, took a nice break. Yes, definitely a nice. How break. was your Christmas? It was really good. Good. Uh, pretty much, it's not over yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know we're gonna have another little one. Uh, coming up, so that's always good. It's just an extended Christmas. This is Christmas 2019, the extended cut. Yes, yes. All right, fair enough. Not the Snyder cut, because really, nobody wants. We it. all want it. Nobody we, wants release it. it. Nobody release really wants the Snyder it. cut. Come on, it's gonna be like a Nightbreed cut. Oh God. <laughs> well, look, I like the movie Who knows? Nightbreed. There might be a disco scene in, <sighs> in the Snyder cut, just like in Nightbreed. I mean, I like Nightbreed, but I, we don't need all these cuts. No, like one version's fine. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, interesting. That's a separate diatribe. Then yes. Uh. So. Uh, well, how was your New Year? Uneventful. Did you do anything? On no. New you know what? No, we really didn't watch the ball drop. That was about the extent of it. That's exciting. You know, That's wild stuff. Little little uh, snippet of wine. Yeah. That was, you know, some little finger foods for dinner. That was about the, the extent of it. I pounded some White Claws and ate a bunch of salami. <laughs> <laughs> we played VR all night. Okay. We did, yeah. All right. Well, you know, we did. I think we did like the uh, the bacon-wrapped, you know, mm. little, little uh, sausages yes. and some other... Minuscule foods for the fingers. I was punched by my father-in-law, so that was pretty good. <laughs> he was doing VR and he uh-huh. got a little carried away. We got this. Have you played? Have you seen that? There's this game called uh, Drunken Bar Fight. I have not, it's, but it sounds amazing. It, so the whole game is like you want you you wander into a bar uh-huh. and you just start bashing people. Oh my god, and that's that's like aggression release 101. It's pretty good. It is pretty fun. <laughs> and then it's just like okay, well you mess with the bar up real good. We'll reset and add new NPCs in here to fight. Just make sure that everyone's clear of you while you've got the VR headset uh, on. Well, that's why, that's why I got hit. <laughs> and so. that's why it doesn't get clocked. That's what happened. It wasn't a big deal, but it no. was great. I am a hero, though, for hey, surviving there you this. go. You're a survivor. Yes. Uh, so, uh, miniature Rocky Balboa. Two small things. There's a new trailer for... New Mutants. Yes, I, I long awaited finally a actual release date. Yeah, uh, I just worried that this thing has been sitting for too long and that it doesn't line up with what Marvel wants, what Disney wants. Well, I think you know they've said that this is almost the original. You know, it's the original production of it, but you know Disney had their hand in it since they finally, and that's the major reason why this movie wasn't released. I know there was all sorts of rumors of this and that and adding this and something mm-hmm. different. And, you know, I've heard the Warlock rumors. Um, well, and it's a bit of a horror movie. It, and it is. And I'm I'm actually excited for I think it's a great it idea, to, yeah. But I think I think, I think think they're probably worried that it'll confuse people. Once that's scary. It's supposed to be superheroes. Well, you know what? In the, I mean, let's be honest. X-Men 
universe really is more of a gritty super you know if you want to even call it per se superhero universe oh it is but yeah it is a great and, and the new mutants have always been on that borderline of horror if you look at a lot of their mm-hmm. i mean one of the one of the best storylines is the demon bear story right. which was one of the first stories in the new mutants um you know book and it sounds like that this is kind of their version to a degree of some of that well and if you watch the original x-men movie it, it is like a body horror movie. It is almost a horror movie in some ways. You could add a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that, and X-Men, the original one, would be a horror oh, movie. Oh, yeah, and the, and the Brian Singer. Yeah, I watched it with my daughter, and she was like, this movie's gross. Well, when the this senator, yeah. The, the, yeah. It's not, senator I mean, there's tons thing. of stuff like that. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, that's just one example of it, yeah. Yeah. So, But I'm, I'm really excited for this, and just because this is going to lead in a direction that Disney did talk about, once this Fox merger happened, hmm. that there are going to be, you know, we'll have an horror-esque. Well, yeah. yeah, they've already said that, and that's getting ready to. It's I think they're finalizing yeah. the uh, script now. Hmm. I know Ryan Reynolds has made a uh, announcement about finalizing the script. Um, no clue other than Ryan Reynolds who's going to be in it. Hmm. I mean, they, they're they don't know if they're going to go back to some of the the previous characters at this point they can probably get who they want oh yeah i mean but like with the first one it was like can we have colossus yeah maybe yeah now they can pretty much do whatever they want on what characters but i meant actor wise right i mean you don't know if they're gonna re recast a majority of the actors or will they bother with cable right i I mean he's coming i just feel like he's not coming back maybe as a cameo it could be just like a in and out kind of yeah time travel it seemed like they were trying to set up x-force and then I don't know. I kind of have to watch myself when I when we talk about Deadpool and I say things like in and out. Because <laughs> yes. you never know what that reference is. Yes. Um, but, I mean, th- they've talked about having a horror line of, of movies and shows mm-hmm. that will go on one of their many... Yeah, Hulu or something. Yeah. So, I and um, there are rumors of Midnight Suns. Hmm. Which, oh, right. I am so excited for it if they actually go through with it. Hulu has kind of become a place for horror. They have the uh, they have a, the series that's like uh, what's it called Into the Dark. Yes, and they're all movies. Well, and then you look at you know Legion. That's not yeah. your straightforward. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> that is a psychedelic trip wrapped in a mutant. Yes. By the way, I don't know if I talked about it on this show, but the, uh, there is an Into the Dark movie called Pilgrim. Did we talk about Pilgrim on here? We might have I just briefly you, mentioned it. Listen, if you haven't seen, look, go on Hulu and search for Into the Dark Pilgrim. It's a Thanksgiving horror movie. Yes, yes, we do. I don't know if we talked about it. I don't think I talked here. about it on the I show. I think we talked about it at work. It, it is a fantastic <laughs> movie. It's great. So It's the best Thanksgiving horror movie I've ever seen. I'll say that. It's great. And, and it looks really good. But going back to the New Mutants, mm-hmm. I would have to say through from the trailer, Ilyana is going to definitely be my favorite character. Well, we'll see. She, I mean, there's a scene where they're in a uh, like a discussion session, mm-hmm. and and the way she delivers the line that I killed eighteen men one by one, one by one, and I love it, and she, with a big smile on her face, yes. you know, and, and I mean, it's got a ton of of relevant younger actors in it. I mean, uh, Maisie from uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, oh, yeah. and uh, but also this was filmed how long ago? Like, like. Three years. Three years ago or something? Yeah. I mean, it's three or four <laughs> years. I know it's been in the can for a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. And the other news I read today, which just before we started, was that uh, Hans Zimmer will be scoring the new Bond film. Yay! For me, that's it's so good. <laughs> and then that just led me to say, why is there not a Christopher Nolan Bond movie? Why? Come on. It's so, it needs to happen. He said himself he loves Bond. He ripped Bond off in uh, Dark Knight and other places. Well, you know what? And, and we talked about it. I think that Nolan would be a good starting point since this is Daniel Craig's last movie. Let's have Nolan do his own Bond trilogy. Come on. <laughs> Why not? He'll get a new Bond. He can set it up the way he wants. Honestly, if you look at his work and as scrutinizing as the Fleming family are, sure, I think they would be more than happy to have Nolan as, well, as the director. If you look at some of the weaker Bond films, like Nolan's like a god filmmaker compared to some of those. Oh, I know. I mean, he's like light years away. Right. And he's one of those that he'll do justice to the Bond character he loves itself. It. Yeah. yeah. I mean... He's reverential to it. You know, he'll ha- he has his own take. He has his own spin. That's what we want. But we want them, you know, we've discussed this on other movies. We want them to hearken to the base of the character. Yeah, and here's what I want. This is my pitch. Okay. Christopher Nolan, I know you're listening. I want a... <laughs> that would be amazing. I want a Christopher Nolan, James Bond trilogy set in the 60s. That it's, a, would... it's a period piece with whoever you want for Bond. Young fella. I would do the late fifties, early sixties. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well it'll you jump that, around, but but the, right around the sixties. Yeah, I think yeah, probably like late fifties, early sixties. That's fine. Yeah. That's what I would go for. Kind of that in between what would be the Sean Connery, Roger Moore Yeah. Era. Well, it, well, would, it would be more more just George Lazenby. Connery into Lazenby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh yeah, uh, I would love that. Yeah. I don't want to try and rip off Connery, but like no. somebody, maybe somebody more like Connery would be appropriate for that. For an Nolan movie, yeah. yeah. I mean that's he's almost you know, I mean, I think, I think ideally it would have been Daniel Craig starring in the Nolan movies, right? But it's not going to happen. No, since he's and who knows, probably this Nolan trilogy that I want will not happen. Uh, you, you never know. That'd be so. Good, you know, though. well they they keep they keep making these movies like they want them to be. They want to be Marvel. They want to have this universe. Well, from your mouth to the movie God's ears. Yes, <laughs> they want to be Marvel and have this universe. I don't need that. I mean, it'd be fine if they wanted to do that, but. Uh, that don't try to go back and retcon and connect right all those those first few movies like take away from Casino Royale and and uh, Skyfall and stuff when right. when you have this half baked <laughs> Blofeld going <laughs> okay. it was me the whole time I love James. how you skip over Quantum of Solace no I actually really, I actually like <laughs> I know I know quite a bit actually yeah. that movie's gone up on rewatches right but uh, and it works better if you watch it right after Casino oh yeah I mean so, it, it plays right in and yeah. it, it is a continuation mm-hmm. now after that it kind of well, and then we get Skyfall, which is amazing. Right. But then Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, I've said this before. I got problems with Spectre. It's not... It's, but I love it. Yeah. It's one of those things where it doesn't matter. I, I can see the huge flaws, but this is one that I'm, I will defend. And I, I well, I won't really understand. defend. I won't really defend some of it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I know. Personally, I, know. I put it on a lot. Is yes, what I'm saying. yes. All right, but we're not here to talk about Bond. Nope, or, or but we will be news. soon. We yeah. will be soon. We'll we get will. into some Bond talk when we do... Uh, when, well, when that comes out, when No Time to Die comes out, yes. we'll, we'll do that. It'll be topical. It will be topical. Mm, tropical. Punch. Oh, I was that thinking ointment, but... Ointment? <laughs> I'm thinking ointment. That's a new catchphrase. <laughs> I'm thinking ointment. That's gross. All right, well... It's better than moist. No, ointment's gross. 
It's, you're going to get all oily. <laughs> anyway. Look, we're here to talk about Mando. Last two episodes. The last two episodes we're going to deep dive. The last one was a threep dive because it was our third one. Right. So this one's going to be a f- four. Quadra dive? Qu- quad. I don't even know. Yeah. Four, four, ti- four time. Quadruple Lindy? <laughs> Whatever. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, let's get started on chapter seven. The Reckoning. <laughs> you almost have to say it that way, don't the you? The Reckoning. The Reckoning. Yeah, something. So the first James Earl Jones talk. Uh, <laughs> wait, well, stay tuned for some James Earl Jones talk on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, was that even that might have been off air? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, listen, the first thing we see is Mando getting a call from his old pal, Grief Karga, and he says, basically, come back to Navarro. We'll make a deal. I, I'm not a fan of this client guy. He's always talking about whatever. <laughs> He's. Uh, he uh, says basically that the client and the Empire being there is bad for business. Right. And uh, since Grief Cargo is in charge of the guild, his business is kind of drying up and he wants the, wants the Imperials Basically gone to the shitter and wants, yeah. wants him out. Get, get him out of there. <laughs> yeah. One thing I noticed about the, the, the hologram of Grief Cargo, and it's a thing that they've done a few times in this show, uh-huh. is that when the message is done being sent they'll lean in and turn off the projector. Like right. You see that in the animation that plays, just like Leia in uh, New Hope, I don't know yeah. if you noticed that, but you see them lean in and turn off the right. turn off the recorder. I mean, it would be that's realistic. I mean, to an, uh, yeah. mind you, it's a hologram thing that you know. It's just like a real hologram. <laughs> hey, every time you go see a hologram of uh, Tupac, he does uh, that. You beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, next thing we see is Mando flying to a well. You see him punching some coordinates, and he right heads back to a certain world where. Uh, we see a bar fight in progress. A certain badass chick is beating the hell out. Not a bar fart like bar fart. Bar, bar fight, fight. Not a bar fart like I can't even say bar fight. <laughs> is bar fight impossible to say? Didn't you take a harder punch I, from your father? That's what I was going to reference. Was that not like when I got punched? But I yeah. keep saying bar fart. Anyway, <laughs> they have this. They have this bar fighting game that I like, where they have this tether. Yeah. And and the tether can be used as a weapon, but it also is to keep them from getting too far apart from each right. other and staying focused. It's it almost is like I wonder if this exists some somewhere in real life. I've never seen a, this game before. Well, okay, completely odd reference, but the whole Michael Jackson bad where they tie their hands together when mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and they, mind you, they don't break out into a dance in Mando, but they should have yeah. Yeah, they should. Well, she did. She danced around and beat the hell out of that guy. Oh yeah, she did. Well, it was a good fight for a little bit, and then right, she gets on top. She was of toying with him, ground and pound. Now you want to talk about woman empowerment? Cara Dune is the character of woman she, empowerment. She, uh, she, she has to be overtly feminine. You know, she handles this fella. Yeah, and he's a Zabrak, by the way, which is which is a Darth Maul. Yes, a hell of a lot bigger than Darth Maul. He's a big fella. <laughs> Real big fella. Also, different color tattoos. I, is it? I don't know the reason. Is it because he's from Dathomir, and that's a different? I think it's tribal. I, I, yeah. I think the whole thing with them are tribal. He's like from from the Night Sisters or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it doesn't matter. This one's this one's different. Different colors. Different. Uh, he had tattoos, but they were different. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't exactly the same. He didn't have the you know biker man face tattoos like yes. Paul did. Uh, she beats the crap out of him. <laughs> yes, she does. 
with a smirk and a smile the whole time on her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the way that he he like pulls her in. Yeah. He reels her in with that, and then uh, she punishes him immediately. <laughs> uh, so so uh, Mando walks up and he's like, "Hey, you you want a job?" She's like, "I'm good. I don't need a job." Yeah. Uh, and they're sitting at this table. Uh, by the way, Mando has brought baby yoda into this bar right and uh you see him wandering around on the floor which is a cute little shot (laughs) right and uh you see them sitting at the table discussing this and the the thing i noticed and really liked was that it's just a little thing but that the guy she beat the zabrak walks by and puts money on the table right and baby yoda like reaches out like "Ooh, what's that i want those (laughs) that's really cute yeah um uh essentially mando says hey i gotta go back i need some help can you help me and she says, basically, I don't want to play soldier. I'm done with this. I'm, yeah, and I'm she makes well some, I, I'm not going to go after, you know, clear out some warlord, whatever. Yeah. And, and then uh, immediately Mando's like, well, he's Imperial. And she's like, all right, I'm, I'm in. in. As soon as he says, well, he's an Imperial. Right. She's in. So Well, and we almost find out in a little bit why she's so, I mean, other than, you know, she was a shock trooper. She's obviously with the Rebel Alliance. Right, with the Rebel Alliance. But it seems like she has some... Real beef. Some real deep, beefs. She's got some deep beef. I mean, the kind of beef that Mando has with... Droids. It, droids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got with the Empire. Yeah. Which is not just a typical soldier, you know, enemy yeah. kind of... Absolutely. It's a it's a, a deep-seated hate. That's right. Real down deep. Real down deep. Uh, so they, they're on the ship, and then you see them go down to look... <laughs> you see them go down to look for weapons in the... And hold or whatever. Yeah, and he kind of goes pick one, and she's like, she looks at him. Looks all. like a kid in a candy yeah. store. Yeah, she's taking grenades and, and then she you aiming know, down sights and of stuff. Of course, you and know, she, she as, as soon as they go down the ladder, she's like, is is the kid okay up there by himself? Right. And I was like, he's he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, after going through several small armaments, she picks the biggest damn gun that yes. he's got in the thing. She goes by size and right. picks the hugest one. Yeah. You see them doing this, and then Baby Yoda peeks down. Sees what they're doing, and he kind of slowly retreats back up into the cockpit. You know, that's one thing I love that they've had with with Baby Yoda. Yes. That, uh, you know, he's kind of always watching. He's very much like a real kid. And he's very much like a real kid that when he knows he's not being watched. He's going to try and do his thing. Yeah, and he does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, then all of a sudden there's... Alarms going off, or the ship is shaking, and it's clear that Baby Yoda has gotten up to something. And they run back up to the uh, cockpit, and he's like just playing with the stick, yeah. the flight stick, <laughs> pressing buttons, dancing around. Alarms going off everywhere. Yeah. So they have to grab him and put him back in his bucket. Is he in a bucket? Or no, he has his own seat. There. Yeah, he had his own. They do seat get him at a bucket point, at yeah. one point, uh, which is really funny. Uh, so the next thing that really happens is. Uh, we head back to Nick Nolte and the Blurgs. Yes. Which, again, sounds like a SNL musical guy. <laughs> uh, back to the young knot. He says, uh, I thought this was interesting, the child hasn't grown much. Uh, and, and Mando says, maybe it's a strand cast. And Nolte said, well, sorry, his name is Queel. Queel. He says, uh, no, I worked in the gene farms. This one's too, too evolved. He's too ugly. If he were... Genetically engineered, he would be prettier. Yeah, which somehow makes sense. Well, I mean, who would want to make know, who would want to make a, such a displeasing little goblin? Right. So 
but it's interesting we have this new term strain cast i don't know if it's new but i had never heard it yeah I, I don't think i've ever remember either even reading that yeah. anywhere so maybe it's out there but i didn't google it well and the thing is you know they talk about when um you know quill has said that he has no idea about his age doesn't he say i i don't remember i don't think I don't they've ever, he's ever he said ever about 50 yeah. years old you know so for him to say he hasn't grown much thinking maybe he's just a normal baby right age and not like you know can live to me almost a thousand thousand, years yeah Yeah, so uh and then ig11 walks in giving him he's trying to give him tea mando (laughs) really gets upset yeah he does not like this and uh then you see like a little flashback where quill says oh well don't worry i reprogrammed him i i basically went back to where you Raise all that hell and uh, found found the broken down IG unit, and you can get a better better look at the uh, aftermath of that first it's, episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, body strewn, steaming everywhere. Yep. You know, and I like that he he says, "Oh, I I staked it in accordance with the Charter of the New Republic." So he like uh, had to fill out some form basically <laughs> to to say that this IG unit is now mine. Right, right, and it was kind of a they had a little montage. <laughs> You know, of of him rebuilding and him describing what he's done, and yeah, like a training montage for yeah, eleven, or or like a physical therapy almost. And it was, I mean, because he had he, you know, he even states he had to basically rework, relearn everything, everything through his neural pathway. You know, yep. So that's it was it was a pretty cute little uh, montage, right? And and important to the story later. Uh, this is I think this is where we find out that. The Ugnaught's name is Queel. Yeah. I don't think he says it until this point. I wrote it, I spelled it wrong in my notes. I didn't find out how it was spelled till the next episode. So I've made my <laughs> own spelling that's very wrong. It's all right. Um, this is more auditory, not uh, visual. So yes. You're good. Right. No one's going to check my notes? No. Okay. Because no. last time you went over them and just marked everything wrong and well, wrote a big F on top. You don't even check your notes. I don't know why you did that. Uh <laughs> Basically, Mando says, "Can you help us?" And and the Ugnot, he's like, "I'll pay you whatever it takes." And he's like, "No, I don't. I'm not doing that anymore. But I will help you to protect the child from imperial enslavement." Right. Uh, because he says, uh, "None will be free until the old ways are gone." And that uh, that line, and then a bunch of other lines. Like Quill's dialogue is great. Yeah, it really is good because I I forget the line that cartoon says to him. Oh, and it's like I've made a note of it. Later. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. About, about his freedom and how he earned it. And yeah, worked with his hands. There's a long, yeah, long, uh, his long monologue yeah. about that. His dialogue is great, although I can see it being fumbled by a lesser actor. But Nolte, for whatever reason, it just works for him. You know what, Nolte has, you know, as as a actor in just about anything, he's I amazing. Mean, let's be honest, even though he was like the crazy old man in the Hulk movie. <laughs> He's no Gary Busey, but he is a crazy old man. <laughs> yeah, but he's controlled. Mm-hmm. Gary, Gary Busey's just a, a wild junkyard dog. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Nolte, even in that movie, his monologues were magnificent for such a bad Hulk movie. He's got it. Yeah, he really does have it. I don't want to talk about Jello Hulk. Uh, and Jello Hulk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you mean you don't want to talk about the dog biting him in the nuts? That's that movie. <laughs> I've never been so bored in the theater. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, so Quill's dialogue. Shout outs to whoever wrote all that. Yes, uh, incredible. Well, dialogue. that's Fabs. Well, I, I assume probably a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but he says basically, IG 11s coming, and that's not negotiable. Right. And the blurgs are coming. 
not not negotiable. You know what? This is the time that that I would have thought he would have said, "I have spoken." I have spoken. He he, didn't. No, he does. He does. Doesn't he at the very end of this? I think he does. I didn't. Say it. Yeah, I. It, he does I, say it one time here on that planet. He says it right he, when they. Yeah, I think he. Does. I could be wrong, but I think he says it. Now, now I'm second guessing it, but I think he's. I think he says it at the very end. Maybe. I don't know. And I just rewatched it last night. So did I. <laughs> well, yesterday, but yeah. no, it wasn't even. I, I don't look. I don't know when I did any of this. <laughs> it's after the holiday. What days day are it? bleeding into each other. I don't know other. what's yeah. happening with time. Uh, so the next thing you see is Mando and Cara doing arm wrestling. Just for fun on the ship. Right. Pass the time. See who's stronger. And Baby Yoda is there and sees them struggling. Well, and I noticed he kind of wasn't really paying attention at first. <laughs> and then they kind of are really going at it and kind of grunting a little yeah. bit. And then that's when he... Baby Yoda looks over and he notices the struggle. And he thinks, oh, I better help. And he starts to force choke Cara Dune. Right. Which is an interesting... Uh, it's interesting that he just accesses that power right off the bat. Right. So. Well, I mean, and that just goes to show how strong those creatures are in the Force. Yeah, and also that without training, he's going to go right to the dark side. It's just it's just natural for him. Yeah. <coughs> well, me. it just it just harkens into that fear, you know, theory yep. of you know what Yona always says. Well, he was scared that his Mando was going to get hurt. So right. He, so use the dark side. There you go. Right. Fear leads straight to it. We solved it today. Yes. Uh, he but but when, when Mando says stop, we're friends. Stop. What are you doing? And and doesn't Kara say like that is not cool? Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but but little baby Yoda looks so confused when it, when he right. wait wait I did something wrong. I thought I just saved you. Yeah. So I mean that that just goes to show even for fifty years. How, He's a dumb dumb. Well, so stupid. Immature. Baby Yoda's so stupid. <laughs> How could you be so stupid? And yeah, keep it up. And you thought Jason Sudeikis had a hard time with it. Oh right. Well, hmm. we'll get to it. Yeah. So uh, we find out that Kara is not a fan of Queel because he worked for the Imperials, but it was because he was an indentured servant. And that this is where he gives that speech about. Right. How he earned. He bought his freedom over three human lifetimes, basically. Right. Uh, he's He kind of lays it down. It's really... His speech is excellent there. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what we were talking just a minute ago yep. about. Very, very good. And it just... You know, one between the, the writing and the delivering of it, then he just knocked it out of the park. So this is when... To break up the uh, little argument between Kara and uh, Quill... Right, Mando goes. Well, hey, uh, maybe you could uh, show uh, show. Uh, what does he say? Basically, we need you to. Could could you line? Could you line this tub thing so the baby can sleep better? Oh yeah, yeah. And then kind of to prove his point about just you know getting getting far in life through hard work. Right. Quill goes. I'll do you one better. I'll build you a new one. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's so, almost like a. I'll show you to. Karen That's exactly that. what yeah. it is, yeah. So the next thing you see is Quill building this thing, and Baby Yoda just kind of watching, like, you right. know. And it's clear, I think I forgot to mention that I think Baby Yoda is fond of Quill. Yeah. You kind of get that sense. Yes. So they're they're kind of a fun little pair. Right. Uh, so then uh, the next thing we get is landing on the... They're landing on the world, Navarro. Navarro. And... Uh, 
basically they as soon as they land there's grief karga and his and his bros yeah like grief three and boys. three other bounty hunters yep which by the way and did you notice since we both played the game one of the bounty hunters is actually in um the the uh fall of the jedi which one um the one with that hat thing that's in I didn't He's one that. of those bounty hunters you come across and try to take you to the. I haven't seen that yet. I guess you haven't seen. You haven't been caught by one yet. No. Oh, okay. Well, cool. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's you, not a huge just, spoiler or anything. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I just haven't. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Hmm. There's points in when you go back to worlds, especially in the game. Oh, okay. I've only returned to one world. Yeah, well, when you go back to Worlds, um, there'll be a spot that it was never at before, but there's like this bounty hunter and you have to fight. Oh, cool. So. That's cool. Okay, well, I'll look out for that. Yeah. That game's great, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, basically, uh, oh, Grief Grief is talking about like, oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, here's what we're going to do. And Mando says, no, we're not doing any of that. Right. Uh, there's a point when he tells Cara Dune to cover up her tattoo, which I thought was funny. Yeah. He's like, there's no need to flaunt it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause because I'm assuming the marks on the tattoo around her arm are how many troopers she's killed. Oh, it might be. I never thought of it that way, but it could Cause be. if you notice, it's like individual little lines like in notches, a circle. Yeah. yeah. Huh? No, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> That's pretty badass <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said she she is the badass feminine character that we deserve she like, might be the most way badass before. character in the show so there yeah you go. uh we see baby yoda eating meat at night when they they uh set up their little camp right oh i guess i should i skipped over that they their plan is to go into town and take out take out the client yes and uh just deal with it all there right although we find out very soon that's not actually the plan right <laughs> uh, but yeah, you see Baby Yoda eating, eating meat, which is really cute. Yeah, uh, and again, it's Queel kind of laying around feeding feeding the Yoda, right? Little pieces of meat. And, and and what I what I noticed also was like Reef Karka is like so entertained by just watching Baby the things that Baby Yoda does. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's le- he's leaning back, just like what he's this like is, constantly this is asking questions. You know, he's like. It's good. He's it, it is funny the way the different characters interact with Baby Yoda right. and what their different reactions are. Yeah. Well, and the the creatures attack, which is I thought initially like oh, that's kind of dumb. Like you guys didn't know that those creatures w- could possibly show up. Right. And it was definitely like a almost a Jurassic Park moment. Yeah. It became you know, the Velociraptors. It became kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, it it picked up one of the. Uh, on oh, the blurgs. blurgs, it takes it picks up it, well one for sure and takes it away. But then the second blurg, I think, it gets which I, is Queels. Well, well, right, and uh, he's <laughs> screaming and put her down. <laughs> uh, they they do shoot the flying thing before it gets away. But right. I don't know if that blurg. But it takes out a bounty hunter, one of Grief Targa's mm-hmm. bounty hunters. Takes yep. his takes him off. And Grief gets a nice poison slash on his arm. Right. And, w- uh, which sets up our next scene. Yes, this is in a very important scene too. Yes, uh, nobody it, has any med packs. First of all, right. well, they had one. Right, right. There's one med pack. Right, that Cara Dune had. Right, because she's prepared. She's like the Boy Scout. Well, she is a you know former military. Yes, no one else has a med pack. He's no. laying there poisoned. 
not doing so hot. And he's like, well, so this is how it ends. He's like ready to die. All right. Baby Yoda wanders over, and he's getting in the way while Cardoon's trying to like tend to these wounds. Yeah, she's like, get this thing out of here. Get this thing out of here. And then uh, Quill, again, Quill like saves the day. Right. And he's like, wait, hang on. What's he going to do? Well, now, now we have to step back. Something we didn't talk about. After Baby Yoda force choked Cara Dune, Quill makes that statement. Mm. I had my suspicions when I heard about the the mud horn. Yes. But now that, you know, he says something in the lines of, now this, you know, something about this is very interesting of what. Right. So. He's heard some legend. Right. He has some idea about what this could be. Well, obviously, if he had been in the Empire for that long. So, especially with this is only five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, he definitely knows all the. He, he probably the, would have encountered something. Vader, Luke. Well, yeah. You I know, mean, Emperor stuff. Right. But he never would have seen any of it firsthand. Not necessarily. He probably would have just heard about it. Unless he was technically one of those Ugnots that put Han Solo in the Carbonite. Which I would love that, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well. <clears throat> he seems like too old to have. Uh, I don't know. Not necessarily. Anyway. So, uh, baby, so baby Yoda wanders over and Grief Carter right. goes, he, he's trying to eat me. <laughs> Which was like the most honest line. Hysterical. Yeah. I thought I laughed out loud pretty hard. No one, no one tries to stop him. They're like, well, if he's going to eat him, he's going (laughs) to eat him. Uh, But he walks over and heals Grief Karga. Yes. And this is the first time. Yeah, he force heals him, right? Right. So this is the first time in Star Wars we've seen the force used that way. Right. We've read about it in previous novels. But in the movies. We've never seen it to this point. I guess this technically isn't the movies, but it. I'm going to count this. I'm, I'm, we counted this, yeah. you know. It, yeah. We, we count this. We count this. If you rank the Star Wars movies like we might be doing on the next episode, right. bonus. Our, our Star Wars Spectacular. Mm-hmm. And it is spectacular, by yes. the way. Yes. Uh, Three hours of Yes. Just spe- not that we've already recorded it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. The magic of podcasts. Yes. Timeline, uh, man. Timeline. Timeline. Stick to the timeline. Yes. Uh, so Grief Karga gets healed. Long story short, they keep going the next morning, and they stop. They just stop walking at a certain point in the desert. Right. And Grief goes, "Well, I guess this is it." And the bounty hunters walk up behind Kara and Mando. Right. And you can tell they're drawing their blasters. And then Grief spins around real fast and blasts those two, and not Kara and right. Mando. Blast those guys multiple. Yep. Yep. Pretty pretty uh, effectively quick. I, yeah. I was impressed straight with that. Straight pass. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. Kara and Mando. So, uh, he, and then he confesses. The plan was always to, to kill them and just take baby Yoda and like right. get the Imperials out of their hair. But after Yoda healed him, he's like, I can't. I right. can't go through with it. So, he does have a conscience of something. Right. Right. I mean, at, apparently at most times, it's superseded by his own self-interest but mm-hmm. his you know business right uh they make their little plan they basically make the same plan that they use in episode four to take chewbacca in as a prisoner right which is pretty great it works it feels very star wars yes it, without it feeling like too much of a like hey you guys remember that well here's that again right no one goes i heard that they did this on the death star you know right no. nothing like that it's just like it feels like a you know on the fly, here's the solution. It does make sense. So it's a reference without but, being a big deal. Right. But let's be honest, that kind of thing has been referenced 
not necessarily to Star Wars, but that whole play mm-hmm. has been referenced in I don't know how many genres oh, yeah. of movies. It's, it's not specific to Star Wars no, by no, any means. No. Uh, but it is a nice little... But in the same scene, uh, I did notice that Cardoon said, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. So there's your little reference. Right, exactly. As my good that friend gonna... Admiral Eichbar once said, mm-hmm. it's a trap. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, that's the plan. Uh, there's a little, there's a kind of a cool little suiting up montage. Everybody's get, fixing their guns and getting on blurgs, right? Getting ready to go, and you see that the Quill has been given Baby Yoda to take back to the ship, right? And they're gonna put, they're gonna bring the empty uh, baby carrier, right, to the to the client. Well, and apparently, you know, Mando's ship has got a security protocol on it that no one can get in it, right. Once he, you know, when he say some ground security protocol. So, yeah, exactly right. So the, he, he thinks they'll be safe in there. Plus, they have IG on the right. ship. They should have just brought him with them. Uh, you know, somebody had to save the ship from Jawas. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. Uh, and Mando doesn't like droids. That's right. <coughs> so, uh, Quill gets back on his blurg. And they, they start riding back towards the ship. The the next thing we see is them getting into town, mm-hmm. and there's some there's two scout troopers set up at the entrance of town. Yes, and they ask uh, Grief Cargo for his chain code. I love this little device they have. To, it just it's like just a thing the props department made with a little light on the end that lights right. up. Like it doesn't do anything. <laughs> he probably had to just press a button. Right. Know? He waves it wildly and it lights up. Yeah. All right, we checked your chain code. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's like a mini bar scanner. It was nothing. Yeah. yeah, it just lights up. It was. It's like it's like funny and low lo-fi or whatever. Right. But, but it really works for Star Wars. Like you could see that being in the original. Trilogy. Exactly. Uh, well, the one trooper says, uh, "I'll give you give you twenty credits for the helmet." Talk, talking about Mando's Mando's helmet. Yeah, because Mando's at this point in in cuffs and right. they're bringing him into town. And uh, Grief Garger goes. Not a chance. That's going on my wall. And and Mando's like, oh, he hates it. He's like, oh, yeah. you're going on your wall. <laughs> just just go with it. Yeah. Uh, they don't bother to ask. Uh, wait, what did I write here? They don't bother to scan or ask for. Well, oh, Cara Dune's Cara, chain code. I was just about ready to say they didn't ask anything about yeah. Cara Dune. Yeah, they just let her in. Yeah. But it, it seems like a chain code is essentially like a. Like a driver's license or like a social security number on Right. So now we finally kind of understand what that is. We referenced earlier in the show, but we never. Right. Never or like remember. just like a security pass. Yeah. Like you know, like say a concert, you've got the lanyard since you walk in. I think that's kind of. Right. So. Sort of you your know, ID. Grief cargo was kind of like, well, they're with me kind of thing. Yeah. Your galactic so, ID. I right. Because she says earlier in the show. I can't do certain things because my chain code is... My paperwork, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. So, yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's that. Uh, they go into town, and Grief Cargo said there would only be four stormtroopers, and now the whole town is full right. of troopers right. everywhere. Scout any, troopers, well, regular troopers. Well, any kind of... Uh, Reed does his story. Oh, there'll be four with the client. Right. Uh, well, when they get in there, there's more than four. Right. Uh, we we see the client. He stands up. His, his face kind of lights up a little bit. Yeah. And he's. I love this line. He says again. His dialogue also is amazing. He says, 
Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's such a like a fancy way to be a douche. Right. <laughs> I love it. Like, I'll never see you again, so exactly. let's celebrate the fact that I never have to deal with you again. Exactly. Uh, they're sitting there, and, and the client, Werner Herzog, has some real fascist uh, ideas, and he's talking about why the Empire is good. And, right. It's, yeah. Well, because he talks about with Mandal- no, uh, with Mandal- Why did you resist? Right. You know? Why did the Mandalorian resist? It yeah. would have never, you know, we're, we're technologically advanced, and... Yeah. and you know, we improve everything we touch. Right. The empires away, all that fun stuff. I mean, really Nazi esque. Very of, much. Yeah. I mean, and with you know Werner Herzog delivering the lines, it makes it even. You it's, know, it feels double Nazi. Yeah, right. Instead of like the typical British actor that was a imperial yeah. officer. Yeah. <laughs> Although again, the British Empire also a thing. Right. So it feels right. Yeah. Uh, they said the he says that little speech and then just goes. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> and Isn't that goes, actually the way he delivered that made me chuckle. It's a funny bit. for some reason. It's I, funny, I don't yeah. know why. Well, because it's that line after all this stuff about all he sees out there is chaos and right. whatever, and the it's empire this, is order and yeah, yeah. And, that, and then he's like, "I want to see the baby." It's <laughs> 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 good. Grief cargo goes. Uh, it's asleep. And and, and then <laughs> Werner Herzog is like, "We will we will all be quiet." quiet. <laughs> Open the pram, and uh, right when it, right when they're about to force them to open the obviously empty pram, right? There, there's a phone call. A trooper comes over and says, whispers in his ear, "Hey, you got you got a phone call." And this is a pure Quentin Tarantino moment at this point. Absolutely, yep. I am pure. He gets up from their tense meeting, walks over, takes a phone call at the well, bar. Because doesn't he go? My apologies. Yeah, I must take the. Yeah, you know, yeah. Don't like, think me rude. rude. Yeah, it's exactly right. And he walks over and he, he takes this phone call from Gideon, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Uh, he says, uh, basically, Herzog tells him, we got it, the baby's here, it's all good. And Gideon goes, "You should maybe you should check again. Well, doesn't he ask him directly, do you have the baby? Do you have the baby? And he's like, yeah, it's right here. Right, he's sleeping. Yeah, and he says, uh, maybe you should check, check again. again. Because he knows that he failed. Right. Which didn't exactly come through for me the first time. I was like, wait, why did he shoot him? Right. Because he knows that the baby's not in there. Right. Uh, so then, yes, as I just said, the, the a hail of gunfire <laughs> through the windows of the bar. Uh, Werner Herzog gets it real bad. Yeah. He's definitely dead. <laughs> so, yeah. There was no need for Mando who had, at this point, got He get, got his gun. He got his gun and the cuffs came off. Yep. You know, and had no, no need for it because yeah. the barrage of laser blasts that came through the window from the death troopers that were outside. Yes, which is this is our first look at those death troopers in since Rogue One. Since Rogue One, yeah, it's the only other time you see them in the canon at all. Yeah, as, as far as in the movies go, right? And uh, they just cut them down. <laughs> yes, they did. Yep. I mean, it was just a barrage of, and then you also see out the window at that point that there's probably like. Three squads of stormtroopers yeah. plus the death troopers. Probably thirty troopers total. Yeah, it's a ton of guys. Oh yeah, and, and you know the one thing I, I noticed, and I don't know if it was per se the direction or the way it was written. If you look at the way the death troopers stand and are you know 
the way they hold their weapons, the way, you know, every aspect about them shows that they are so much more elite elite than a regular stormtrooper. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, they're like the Navy SEALs or Special Forces Green Beret of yep. of the of the troopers. And, and it shows. And, you know, um, <laughs> Deborah Cho at this was the one that directed this she directed episode. This one, yeah. yeah. So, and like I said again, that gives me great hope for the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. And that was a great episode. Yeah. And it really tees up the final episode. Right. Uh, but. Well, in this kind of, I mean, basically at this point, that's when the Moff Gideon reveal comes, and then that that's the conclusion. Yeah. I mean, pretty much that's it. Yeah. Uh, although Gideon, uh, he does have. Uh, well, first of all, we we there's a little bit more I have to talk yeah, about. Here. Yeah, I forgot that this uh, was at the Gideon lands his tie fighter. It's like a foldy tie. Yes. So it lands, and then the wings kind of flatten fold out. up. They yeah. flatten out, which is pretty cool. That's a new one. Yeah, that's we haven't seen that before. No. Uh, and he and Moff Gideon says he, he basically they have no idea what Baby Yoda is. Right. And he says a line that I thought maybe was pretty interesting was that it means more to me than you will ever know. Right. What's that about? It's definitely going to be something we, we have to delve into later. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the next shot you see is uh, Quill dead on the ground, smoking like Owen Lars. Well, now we did we did forget once one thing. And the Borg's dead too, by the way. Right. What did I forget? We forgot that in between uh, the client getting blown away, yep. immediately you saw two biker scouts take off. Yes, and, oh, and I, the I chase. Yeah, and they're they're going after Quill, and they obviously Quill. get Quill. Right, and I mean, literally, the ship is within eyesight. Yeah, if he would have just left five minutes earlier, right, it would have been no trouble. Yeah. Oh. So, and at sucks. the very end of the episode, you see a you know, smoking Quill. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Because Quill was a great. He character. was. And McNulty was excellent playing. Yeah. And then a quick scoop up of of Baby Yoda. They grab Yoda. They don't even stop there. No, he flying. just does a quick just, fly by and yeah. picks him up and swoops him up. It seems like those troopers are only good at flying, not good at shooting, <laughs> not good at thinking. Just they're just pilots. And basically. we learn this later on. <clears throat> yes, they're good at making the whole internet hate them. Yes. Uh, well, we did kick Jason Sudeikis' ass. That's right, we did. Yeah. Uh, the ending is like if you failed in Metal Gear Solid and then rage quit. <laughs> it, basically, it's a uh, Quill laying there, and over the over the comm link, you hear Quill, Quill, Snake, <laughs> and then you just don't you don't restart, right? So that's the ending of episode seven, the reckoning, the reckoning, Which, awesome uh, episode, yeah, awesome. right. It really sets up episode eight, yes, the Last Jedi. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm playing with fire. Who you are. Okay. Well, the next episode, let's get right into it. Unless you okay. need to do anything. No, I mean, we're good with... All right. Sets right up right from one scene to the next. Mm-hmm. Episode 8, Redemption. Mm. Redemption. Uh, here's where I found the correct spelling of the name Quill. <laughs> it's got a K and a couple of I's. Yeah. I was spelling it with a Q and an H and stuff. Yeah. Nope, I'm wrong. It, yeah, it's pretty odd spelling. But it is a Star Wars name, so... Mm-hmm. Here's the uh, direct note that I have for my notes. Okay. First thing we see is those sons of bitches who killed Quill. 
the scouts they they got Yoda in a little pouch, and they're they're basically told they stop right outside of town and they're told to stand by. Because uh, uh, and that dialogue alone is funny. Pretty good. Seems it seems improv. A lot of it is. It, yeah. I mean, but and, you know, by now we all know that, you know, one of them is Jason Sinekis. Yeah, I forget the other guy already. I do. He, he's been in several other Tons of comedic stuff. things. Very funny guy. Yeah. And I just can't, I, I'm totally blanking on the name. I, I didn't make a note. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Trooper 1 is Jason Sinekis. Trooper 2 is the other guy. And Trooper 2 wants to see it. Uh, but he doesn't. Jason Sudeikis is like, no, let's just leave it alone. Just, well, but first in between. Oh, Jason Sudeikis punches. In the while well, he because he has Baby Yoda in the bag yeah. while they're sitting there waiting and he's fumbling around inside the bag mm-hmm. and he like full on like hammer fist yeah. Baby Yoda in the top of the head he bashes him and not the even sound once effect, yeah the sound effect is pretty it yeah. makes it sound hard yes like he really hits him yeah I mean it's a definite smack I also you know? get the feeling that Jason Sudeikis loved that <laughs> as I would yeah I think yeah it would be fun to be that guy but he he's <laughs> blasting Baby Yoda yeah. Not once, but twice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I love the lines that, you know, when they're asking to come into town. They're like, well, Moff Gideon just killed a guy for interrupting him, so maybe yeah, you should. Yeah, one, one of his troopers for. Yeah, maybe you should hold. Yeah. The troopers don't know how. They're like, they're just doing their jobs. Yeah. They're, they don't really know how to deal with this. Right. <laughs> uh, better safe than sorry. Just chill. Just hold here. Yeah. Waiting on confirmation. Uh, I like that. It's like, you know, it's like they're one of those. Like military guys that are like in the PX or in the cafeteria. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you know, okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm not really the fighting kind. You know, if I have to shoot something, you know, maybe I will, but. I'm here peeling potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I did. uh, That scene is pretty fun. Right. uh, He's talking about uh, T2. Trooper 2 wants right. to see Baby Yoda and Jason Sudeikis is like no just stop leave it alone yeah and so Trooper 2 gets bored and pulls out his little pistol <laughs> and he sees a thing on the ground and he's probably just, one of the most humorous scenes this is, of all in the series this is great he tries to shoot this little thing on the ground they both they both try to shoot it basically it's like a tin can on the ground and I it's mean, yeah and they neither one can hit it with tons of shots you see Jason Sudeikis at one point like, like shake his gun shake is kind of like what's wrong with this thing is it that these aren't working right am I, do, am I terrible what is it it's almost like they're just these crappy ass mass produced weapons yeah well, that have no real the you empire know, has totally you know cheaped out on these yeah you know, they're garbage kind of short sheened all of them with, yeah. with these crappy ass guns yeah, and, and it's quite funny to see, quite literally, stormtroopers not being able to hit. And they're anything. literally, like, not even 10 feet away from yeah. it, it's and they're funny. missing it. It's very funny. <laughs> I love that that's in there. Yes. That feels very Taika Waititi to me. It, it I don't does. know who wrote it, but man, it yeah. really well. Well, Favreau actually has written all, all the episodes. Right. But, so, but, but, but that's a Taika Waititi Shot very well shot. By, by him, yeah. Yes. I mean, and, you know... As a thing that we haven't said, obviously Takawatini is the director on the final. Yeah, he's IG-11 and he directed this episode. Right. Um, and a bunch of movies that you may have seen. Yeah. Really good movies. Yeah. Uh, I love Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Might be my favorite Marvel movie. Possibly. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so Trooper 2 is worried like, hey, we don't want to we don't want to show up to Moff Gideon and this thing be dead. We yeah, need to check on it. You just heard what happened then. <laughs> yeah, we hit it hard. We need to we need to make sure that it's okay. It hasn't been moving for a while. Right. It's been like and the other and Trooper 1's like, it's been like a minute. It's been like a minute. No, it's been longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh 
they they open the bag and Yoda just kind of looks at him. He's in there. He's fine. Uh, and they're they're still bantering. And Baby Yoda bites. Well, he like pokes him in the head. Yeah. The other He's guy. Like, what pokes is this? Like, like, yeah. yeah. And so Baby Yoda bites this other trooper, and the trooper gets mad and, and punches Baby Yoda. I mean, really, close fist punches. Him. Yeah. In the face. Yeah. Uh, and so, you, I mean, at this point, the whole world is enraged. Right. The the internet wants blood. <laughs> uh, and then IG well eleven. IG eleven shows up. Yes. And he basically says, uh, "I'm your I'm the nurse droid. You got to back away. Yeah, refrain from injuring the. Yeah. And uh, the guys are like, "No, nah, man, you got to get away, nurse." They just seem confused. Right. They just seem too stupid to understand what's happening. Well, I mean, because you know. At that point, IG Eleven is just standing there. Yeah, you know, and well, they're having this banter back and forth, and, and, the, and they're Sudeikis holding the like, gun up to him. Right. Well, Sudeikis is like, "Aren't these things supposed to be hunters? I yeah. These were, I thought IG units were hunters. What is this?" Yeah. He's like, "Well, I, I'm a nanny droid or whatever, right. a nurse droid, so <laughs> back away." They don't comply, and they really get what they deserve. <laughs> uh, Sudeikis gets his arm probably broken. He gets like a Steven Seagal move put oh, on him by yeah. IG-11. Does yeah. the whole wrist snap, turn. Yeah. Flips him s- over. Flips him over. That's a very Steven Seagal move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, the uh, other guy gets smashed into the front end of a speeder bike. By in the front of his helmet. Yeah, and, and the, the whole speeder is totally bent. Uh, <laughs> that force is, I mean, that dude's probably dead. Oh, yeah, easily. <clears throat> his back is broken, if nothing else. His neck broke, I'm sure. Well, I just thought it was funny because IG-11 grabs him by the bill of the trooper's yeah. helmet, lifts him up, and just bangs the shit Bashes out of him. him. Yeah. I mean, just smashes the hell out of him. Shows and no and he just drops limp. And you yeah. know that... He's done. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we see is the... Uh, well, IG grabs the baby and they he jumps on a speeder bike and flies towards Yeah, he town. puts him in the bag. He's still yeah. in the bag. Baby sits Yoda's in front flying, of having a good time. <laughs> loving it. His ears are flopping. He can't yeah. believe his luck. Well, I love the little, you know, obviously, it's I, I'm not sure who designed the Baby Yoda puppet. I mean, because you know it's not CG. Jim Henson's ghost. Uh, you know, well, it could be a son, you know. It was a Ouija I mean, board and it was done. You know, Jim Henson's son still, still yes. got Henson... Uh, Anyway, the look on Baby Yoda's face when he sees IG Eleven, you know, it's just yeah. this joy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I, I know you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love the Taco and Teeny line. He's like, "That was very." I'm, I'm sorry you had to see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, or uh, it's unfortunate that you had to see that. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. His delivery is perfect as IG Eleven as he goes speeding off like a real back badass. towards town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing we see is that the. Uh, team is still trapped in the bar right they're looking for an exit they're uh they're trying to access the sewers because that can lead to the mando covert well that yeah that's what mando says because he and he's yeah he's his little scan thing to yeah and so they're setting up this e-web uh rifle outside it's the same one that the snowtroopers use in uh, empire strikes back right. pretty much or some model of it right uh well and then that's when moth Gideon goes into his little dialogue I think it's a little later, but yeah. right around there. Right after they set up that E-Web cannon. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But Mando, at the same time, finds uh, a, a, a sewer vent behind some furniture. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I didn't. That didn't really track for me. I mean, yeah. it was a ventilation maybe, but like, you don't want the sewers ventilating through your building, through uh, your yeah, bar. That's kind of what I thought, but... I'm not really nitpicking this, but... I just I didn't really understand why right. were, you could access the sewer from behind some furniture in a bar. Yeah, 
Well, I've known a few bars that smell like sewers. Well, so. yeah, but this is different. <laughs> so uh, here's where we see, uh, here's where, yeah, Gideon gives that speech, right? And he knows all their names. Yes. Even Cara Dune's middle name. He, well, her it's her first name. Her her whole first name is Cara Cynthia Dune. Yeah. Cara Cynthia Dune. That's awesome. Well, and that sounds like more her middle name. Than no, it, well, I, I had the uh, captions Did you look on. at it? Yeah, and I had, I had it all the, together. I, I had the captions on it. it was, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, it says that she's from Alderaan, and there is where we find out why she really hates the Imperials. Right. Because her home world got blowed up. Exactly. In the first movie. So, you know, timeline-wise, she was probably... She was a kid. I was saying, she, she would have been... She was born, a, for She sure. was a preteen, kind of, maybe. Well, obviously, she was off-world. Maybe she was at the Academy already. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, I don't know if she would have been in the Academy. I, I was going to say. She was a rebel. But, yeah. Uh, that's obviously why she... Hates them so Has much. feelings about the Empire. Right. Uh, and uh, and then at that point, that's when we learn Mando's real name. Yes. Din Djarin. Yes. Uh, and he references also the Night of a Thousand Tears, which is the night of the Mandalorian massacre. Uh, massacre yeah. That f- perpetrated by the Empire. Yes. And <coughs> apparently perpetrated by Grief Karga. What now? Or God. Go, go, well, chill no. out. <laughs> Gideon. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. I was getting to the next point that he right. said that defamed uh, disgraced, magistrate. Disgraced, disgraced magistrate. magistrate, yeah. And through all this, he's kind of giving a speech, Moff Gideon. He's right. doing his best Gus Fring again because uh, <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah. But it's like matter of fact, sort of coldly polite, but also, hey, I'm going to kill you guys, you know. You know, I'm and they, play, they played the way these... <laughs> Lean people in the Empire are really... I mean, this makes you think of, like, the SS. I mean, one of yeah. the, those... That it really he does. Is this, he is this he's major his, SS, you know, commander. And he's got his SS troops with him, basically. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely, you're not wrong. It does feel like that. But he also, I noticed, Moff Gideon has, like, a ton... He's got. He's very confident. He's very confident. Well, but I mean, even if you watch a lot of the like World War II movies, they oh, yeah. play those guys. They so. line up the soldiers outside, and right. then the guy gives a speech, and he says, "We will give you until sundown to come out with the prisoner." <laughs> it's exactly. I mean, and that's what. It's yeah, in I mean, so many of those yeah. movies. Yeah, that's like a really common trope. Uh, yeah, but he played it so well. I mean, oh, he did it right. He, oh, it's he very did good. It perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we find out that uh, Mando's name is Din Djarin. And basically, that's what clues him in that it's Moff Gideon because he's really the only person who would have known. Right. Uh, that that wasn't a Mandalorian because he was yeah. uh, involved in the in the Mandalorian uh, genocide or whatever. Yes. And uh, so was, he said he is an he was ISP. There. He was an agent at the time, and he would have had access to that information. Or right. Whatever. So yeah, absolutely, that explains it. Uh, we also at the same moment discover that Mandalorian is not a race. Right. It's a creed. And that's, you know, that's kind of the misgiving, I think, with part of the population of the Star Wars universe that they always thought it was, you a, a know, race. a race. Yeah. But Cara Dune comes back and says it's not a race, it's a creed. Yeah. So she knows a little more about it than, like, what Grief Cargan did. Yeah, he doesn't know. Uh, and this is where we see the full flashback. Yes. Uh, which is 
Awesome. We were wrong. It wasn't Boba Fett. Well, so we assume that this guy's not Boba Fett. We don't know. I mean, we still kind of don't know. Because honestly, if you look at him, the way they designed the Mandalorian that picks him up, if you really look at the way they set his body structure up, whoever they have as an actor. (laughs) What else? Torso. I mean, just his physical setup. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of the same though in that scene. To a degree, but I mean, you see him and coming through. He's got not everybody has the antenna sticking yeah, up. He's got the antenna. You know, and if you really look at a couple of the close shots of his helmet, there are some shades of it's like a real, I don't know, like blue muted over. There's a. It almost seems like it's a different color in the mm. red. I don't know. I mean, I, and I'm I, not it's kind of. That that's totally impossible, but it doesn't feel like Boba Fett to me. I don't know. Though. Uh, Obviously, we don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't know. Uh, you did see the new logo on oh, the right. on the shoulder, yeah. and I think that's for that troop. Yeah, somebody I don't think sound, that's not their insignia. Somebody was telling me that 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 troop is Death Watch. I've heard that. I don't too. really know anything about that though. Yeah, that's I from don't... a part of the universe I've never really explored. Yeah, uh, I, I, is that to do with Clone Wars? I don't really know. I I am. Right off, honestly, I'm I, really not an expert. I've I've like had the show on a bunch, yeah, and like through all the episodes, but I've missed so much of it. I've, oh, I know, me too. You know, I just put it on when I'm doing stuff. But yeah, and that kind of, I mean, that that emblem is the first time we see it in a movie. Yeah, and uh, it, it does have some reference to it. But I'm, yeah. I've heard the Death Watch thing too. We also so th- we see that whole flashback, right? And we see more, uh, you know, the parents. You know, saying "I love you," putting the kid in the thing. It's more. It almost feels like Rogue One, in the beginning. When yeah, shove her down the hole. Uh, when the doors fly open, and the droid gets taken out, and the lights shining in, and you see the silhouette of the Mando walk up. Right. The music. It's like it's like mystical '80s metal. <laughs> it's honestly, it's all it's all electric guitar with a little. Uh, a little maybe a little chorus on it it's almost reverb. yeah it's almost that you know 80s like, reveal character music fantasy like, 80s metal it sounds yeah. amazing yeah and it's perfect with the it's genius i think it's genius yeah. uh to use that with it's got this synth and these strings behind it mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 that that really worked last yeah night. and when i was watching it i was like oh i rewound it I rewound it i took the tape out <laughs> i took the tape out and just manually cranked and kind it. rewind mm-hmm uh, all the Mandos in the scene are blue. Yeah. They're all badass. Right. They're taking care of business. Well, in this, I know they've kind of briefly talked about the whole foundling thing. Yeah. But this kind of gave more of a <coughs> reference of, you know, because when, the, when the, the Mandalorian that picked uh, Din Djarin up, he looks at his commander and he gives him that go. He gives him the go ahead. Yeah. And that's when he takes him off when you know jets away yeah. out of the fight. And you and we pull out of the uh, the flashback, and you hear uh, Mando say, "Oh, I was a foundling, and I got placed into the fighting corps, and basically trained to do all this stuff." Right. So, and then he said, "When he came into age, that's when he that's, that's when they yeah put him put him out to work." Right. And uh, that that kind of explains a lot of things that we weren't sure about. I assumed all this, but. We yeah. weren't. We had no actual answers. Yeah, we had no no uh, clarification on that until now. I, I mean, that that was the time that we. Yeah, that was it. So the next thing we see is them trying to hail Quill or IG Eleven. Well, right. they're trying to hail Quill, but they get IG Eleven. Well, first they get the 
joyous chirple of Baby Yoda. You hear a little Baby Yoda sounding happy, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then IG-11 says, uh, I'm in possession of the child. And Mando goes, what did you do? Yeah. He thinks maybe he killed Quill. Well, he Quill says Quill is dead. Yeah, Quill is dead. And uh, he's like, what did you do? He doesn't. He still Mando still doesn't trust IG-11. Right. Who is joyriding like a madman. <laughs> he's a, a joyriding murder machine. He's flying into town. Well, and then, dual, yet dual again, wielding. this goes back on to, you know, like, early in the episodes where, you know, Din Djarin was vaporizing Jawas, yes. and, and Baby Yoda had that grin from ear to ear he on his face. At this point, he looks like, <laughs> you know, you see the dog sticking their head out it's the just, window. It's literally that. The Baby Yoda's got that look on that look of sheer joy. Yeah, he can't believe his luck. He yeah. loves it. <laughs> And, and IG-11 is going through town just taking out troopers left and right. Love so, the little shot of him passing the by Jawa, the... Yeah. He's yeah. like... The Jawa's like... Meow. Yeah. There's a Jawa who's arguing with two troopers who are giving him a hard time. And they both get... The troopers get blasted. And the Jawa's <laughs> like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you could tell Baby Yoda loves it. Yes. The the next thing you see is a really brief, very quick shot of Grief Karga pounding shots of spotchka which i love that you yeah. see him like look around like is anybody looking and yeah. he takes a huge shot yeah and then he takes another one right he's <laughs> he's like i got it i better oh boy i, mean, I need to drink i can't deal yeah. with this yeah uh this is when so then uh ig shows up well yeah it's blasting. a shot of like the troops from the side and they hear the speeder coming mm-hmm. And you see one of the troopers kind of... Everybody's, like, fixated on them in the, inside the bar. Yeah, then they notice the sound and of the then, speeder. Yeah, the, the one trooper fire. turns his head, and then here comes IG-11, the rotating... Fully blasting. Blasting machine of death. Yeah. So, he's with amazing. A, with, with a baby pouch on his front. Yeah, and he'll, like, strategically <laughs> turn to block the bolts and stuff. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> and that's when all those troopers are distracted. Mando and the boys jump into the jump into the fight right and the music changes again and it goes to a slowed down version of the mando theme yeah and it's excellent again listen for that next time you watch it that right it, the the theme is excellent uh mando jumps he grabs the e-web well first of all uh, you know they start getting overrun again yeah at that point and then that's when he because IG-11 gets nailed once, and he goes down yeah. and covers He's covering up. covering Baby Yoda. Covers Baby Yoda up, and then that's when he jumps on the E-Web yeah. and picks Pulls it, it off. up. Yeah. He's holding it from that uh, like like, shield around the front. Right. It's not meant to be used that way, but no. he's gonna... Uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And but just the, starts leveling. And he starts lighting him up, yeah. Right. But uh, you, see, you see Kara get cornered in the bar. Right. And uh, they uh, Death Trooper like blows up the door, and, and so matter of factly, yeah, he like just walks he puts up and walks away. Like, puts all right, one of I those got detonators this. to the door, and then <clears throat> yeah, pretty good. Uh, and you see Gideon just so cocky walking around, just with his gun. Like, come on now, I, come on. He's like, everybody, come on. And he walks up, and and uh, Mando is blasting away with that e web. Okay, you know what this kind of reminded me of? Uh, you've seen Tombstone, right? Oh, yeah, it's been a long okay, time. Okay, remember yeah. the part where Kurt Russell, they're at the river, and they're kind of pinned down on both sides, yeah. and Kurt Russell just walks out yeah. and just starts blowing people away? Mm-hmm. That kind of harkened back to that scene. Absolutely. I mean, the roles are kind of reversed, the bad guy doing it, 
But I mean, that kind of just... It almost had the feel of, like, do I have to do everything myself? Yes. Almost I mean, a, like in Indiana Jones when the guy waves that sword at him and flips it around and right. he just pulls out his gun and shoots him. Like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> this uh, this is sort of like that. So Gideon yeah. just blasts. I don't know. I didn't really see what it was. But the generator for the gun. Is that what it was? For the EM generator. Yeah. Yeah. He blasts the generator and it blows up and that really injures Mando. Yeah, he goes flying. Flying. Uh, yeah, he gets hurt bad. <laughs> and... Uh, IG, I like that. First of all, I like that Gideon is involved in the fight. He's yeah. not terrified and running away, flying no. off in a ship. He's, and I'd have to say, he's like when we've ever seen a moth in a, in the Star Wars movies. They're almost like they're, admirals they're that like they've never, you know, they're bureaucrats. Yeah. I mean, even like Moff Tarkin, you knew at one point he was a badass. Yeah, and but you never really got to see it. This yeah. was what I expected the moths in yeah. there. You know, you Tarkin know. did some stuff like this back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, there's the explosion and Mando falls. Uh, Kara grabs him. Right. Drags him back into the bar. Uh, IG-11's in there with the baby. Right. And he says, uh, to grief Karga, he says, if you go near the child, I'll have no choice but to kill you. <laughs> grief Karga's like, he says something like, I love IG units. Yeah. Well, that was that was after he said that. Oh, it's when he says he can open the grate. Yeah, open the grate. He's like, open. of course, yeah. I love IG units. You're right. And he blows. And he like pops out this little arc. Cutting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Mando basically gives up. He's like, look, I'm done. I'm not going to make it. Take take this necklace to the Mandos. They'll help you. It's the Mandalorian symbol, the, right. with the sword thing. It's like a little necklace. Uh, tell him that, that you know the child was a foundling and, and Din Djarin he says give my name Din Djarin and right. they'll, they'll help you and then uh, he was under my protection yes yeah and uh, that's when the flame trooper shows up yes it's a little odd the way they're just like there's just like one trooper just out of nowhere like you, you know. think that lasers would be scarier really than one flame guy but well but it is stormtrooper shooting lasers so. I guess <laughs> you can't miss with fire yeah uh and it's all slow motion, and it's really cool, right? Uh, and he and he comes in and really lights that whole place up, right? And well, there's an, an, a nice exchange between Karantun and and Din Djarin at that yes. point. You know, it's that whole no, you're gonna make it. We're gonna get you. I'm gonna get you out of here. You almost at that point start to see that there's some kind of more than just a. a uh, they got a deep bond. Yeah. Well, and yeah. also, I'm not going to necessarily say falling in love or anything no, it's like a that. Deep bond, but yeah, they. Uh, there's a moment earlier in the show when was it in the last episode when Baby Yoda's flying the ship, and I thought when the ship was rocking, he was like she was going to fall into. His I, arms. I know, and it happens she, in Empire Strikes Back, but they go way out of the way to be like, this ain't that. Yeah. So I think that kind of, I think more of more along the lines of that she's seen too many fellow soldiers because yeah. she's referenced several times about like other she's scared of the people E-web. getting yeah people get you know her fellow soldiers getting slaughtered right you know because she talked about it with the ATST about that too absolutely well yeah. the other thing was too he basically says I am more worried about following the creed than living right because she was going to say I got to take this helmet off he said no don't yeah you know no one's seen my face since I put it on yeah I'd rather die Right, you know, by the creed, then yeah, that you know, and he he gives the whole give you know, I'll slow them down, give me at yeah. least that hero's death, you know, a warrior's death, and he tells them to go, and they do go, 
They go through. Uh, well, first what happens is Baby Yoda burns a man to death. Right. He uses the force to put the push the flame back onto the flame guy. Right. So is that Baby Yoda's first kill? Baby's first kill? Yeah, Baby's first kill. He he definitely burns a man to death. Uh, well, and I mean, it's you, self-defense, but... Uh, right, but did you notice the one thing? He didn't, like, fall in exhaustion after that? That time? Yeah, yeah, he kind of just sat down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he he didn't seems pass like he's out. he's getting a little stronger. He's using he's doing the magic hand thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one reference? Yes. Uh, I, and I was like, wait, what is his what is Baby Yoda's kill count? Is that his first kill? That, I'm pretty sure I that's his is, first yeah. one. Uh, so they open the sewers, they go down. Uh, well, that is unless you give him like co kills, where all the times <clears throat> that he's riding with IG Eleven, right, and enjoying it, he gets uh, a or or the or the vaporizations of the Jawas. I yeah. mean. Or the Mudhorn. Or the Mudhorn. He's got that maybe a co-kill on that one. He gets one. an assist for yeah. those, yeah. Uh, so they he, the others go in the sewer, and IG is left with Mando, and uh, Mando says, "Okay, oh I wonder. I, they probably can't hear that, no. right? There's a siren going on. <laughs> uh, it's just a test. It's okay. It's it's only a test. It's only a test. Uh, basically, Mando is left with IG Eleven in the bar. They're still kind of burning, right? And uh, he says, "Do it." And IG-11 says, do what? And and right when I... Right when I... Uh, right, right when he says, do what? I just wanted to be like, remind me of the babe. Babe uh, with the power. The ba- yeah. What power? But it doesn't happen. Uh, also, when he says, do it, I was thinking, oh, it could be a Palpatine reference. I mean, it's, it's yeah. two words put together right. in a certain order, but, you know, it could be Palpatine. Um, but, uh, you know, basically... Uh, he want he just thinks man, uh, IG Eleven is going to just kill him, finish right. him off, get it out of the way, and uh, but no, he's like, oh, I'm going to take this helmet off and give you some back to spray. Well, and but that's he says, when he pulls but he, the gun. And he pulls the gun. And he's like, if you try to do that, I'll kill you. Right. No living thing has seen me with my helmet off since I was a kid, basically. Right. And he says, but I've never been alive. Yeah, I so am no. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not no. living, so it's no big deal. And uh, so he does, and he takes the helmet off. We get the big reveal of Mando's face. Right. Uh, and, Pedro uh, Pascal, who we knew yeah. playing him all this time, but the first time we've actually seen in yes. character in Den Jaren. Yeah, and he does some emoting. It's all right. right. He's trying. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he gets some spray. Uh, IG-11 makes a joke about you've sustained damage to your central processing unit. Yeah. Which is basically, it's like a funny way to say you got brain damage, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but IG-11's like, I was trying to make a joke, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, they get him up and on his feet. They get back down in the tunnels. Everybody's okay. But but again, th- there was a moment there when he's like willing to die just to, right. just to keep his helmet on and yeah. keep his honor or whatever. So I thought that was cool. Sticking with Which, the Yeah, I was just saying with that, with that Mandalorian Creed, then he did stick to it. You know, that was not just a, you know, a passing thing even to save himself. Right, absolutely. Which previous characters that, uh, you know, would have had no issue with. Right. Which and, and that's the thing we you know we kind of talked about with like Clone Wars and stuff like that and like Rebels and all those Mandalorians took their helmets off all the time. Right, but I we I think what we decided was that it's because they're from a different tribe. Maybe it's a certain sect. Of, yes, you know, like a like the you know uh, what am I trying to say? Like the uh, well, they're like a different arm of the same uh, like religion or whatever. Yeah. But it's like. You know, you have like Lutherans and you have Catholics. Well, they have different rules. This is kind you of know, the same deal. Well, and then I mean, it, and don't mean to make it this way, but like you have the Hasidic Jews, 
Oh, right. And then, like, regular Jewish people. Right, it's kind of exactly So it's kind of like saying, that, yeah. you know, there's certain things that, you know... Yeah, it works differently, but they're kind of in the same... Right. They're in the same uh, tribe, basically. Yeah. So, uh, but they get going, they're down in the tunnels, and it's like a maze. They're having a hard time finding where they need to go. And they find all these smashed and discarded Mandalorian helmets. Right. And... Mando hates it. He doesn't. Yeah. He's really upset about it. Obviously, uh, he wants to know what happened. He thinks Grief Karga did it, right? But Grief is like, "Why would I?" No. Once once you left, the fighting stopped. Everyone went, you know, they, disbanded. Yeah, they melted away. So don't. I don't know what you know. I'm gonna tell you, but it wasn't me, right? Uh, and then the just about the moment that he Mando's was gonna pull and gun, yeah. yeah, about to do it in for uh, for Grief, but then uh, the armorer shows up and saves him. Uh, and she says, "Well, there may be some left alive. Uh, some is, some may have some escaped off world, right? But uh, yeah, I, I do think that we're meant to understand that a lot of them have died, right? Been taken out. So, which I don't really understand. Maybe it was a surprise attack or something. I'm thinking, how that could all those mandos be seriously taken out? outnumbered yeah. in a surprise? I guess in the, the death the... troopers could have, uh, yeah, you know, had put a good fight up against them." But um, well, and the fact that it's all like in the tunnels, all that stuff. Yeah. It very well could have been that they, got trapped you know, and, trapped in a in a crossfire between. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they got you know surrounded or something easily, yeah, it could happen. But that makes me. I wrote a note here. Uh, if there's any survivors, season two, ham confirmed. Oh. Heavy artillery, Mando. That would be awesome. Could, I'd like to see him again. Yeah. Uh, uh, the armorer kind of knows a little bit about Baby Yoda. Because uh, we get the description of yeah, and she tells the story of the Jedi versus the Mandalore. Yes, and uh, uh, Mando says something about his species can move objects with their minds, which I thought was interesting. I wonder right. if that's just him thinking it, or if that's like them saying, "Oh, it's that this species in particular can do this." Right. So I don't know. Well, but. she referenced to the uh, you know when the the well, who did she reference to? With the Mandalore. The, what is she called? The Mandalore the Great. Mandalore the Great Mandalore fighting the Great against these warrior the, wizards. The, Je- the Jedi sorcerers or whatever. Yeah. The, the sorcerers. Enemy sorcerers. Uh, and, and basically, she tells uh, Mando that, that she's got he's got to take Baby Yoda either back to his that own That he kind. is his foundling. But yeah, he's yeah. the foundling. And he's he's got to return Baby Yoda. He's too weak to be trained as right. a Mandalore. So he's got to be taken back to his own kind. Well, and she gave me, she told him the option. Yeah. If you, basically, you have to raise him until he comes of age or take him to his own kind. Right, which is, I think, what he's going to do. But, but he says, you mean you want me to search the galaxy to deliver it to a, a race of enemy sorcerers? I like that wording. Yeah, yeah. Enemy sorcerers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, but then she says this is the way. So like, yes. you're, yeah, you're gonna do that because I said so. It seems like she's. But she also says, well, he is not your enemy. Yes, talking about baby. This Yoda individual is not your enemy, but right. those those old Jedi were right. Um, so she's but yeah, she says you are as its father. Yeah. So now we know for sure, it's and legal it, now. And it was kind of funny the look after of everybody else towards Denjarin when yeah. she said that. It was like. Oh, oh, yeah. You're the daddy now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that it, it kind of seems as though the armorer is sort of the head of the tribe. And we talked about this before, that she yeah. really had that kind of... She had that feel, but we weren't really sure. But right. she's giving him orders, telling him what to do. Right. Uh, it's pretty obvious that she's in charge. And the whole time she's talking, she's working on something we don't see She's, me- she's smelting some stuff. Yeah. Forging something. 
she's like, before you go, I got to give you something. It's your signet. Yeah. And it's the mud horn. Yes. And it looks awesome. It does. It's that really is cool. Very cool. Um, and she says, you are a clan of two. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and that adds more to the... Uh, the Mandalorian. The, well, it adds more to the whole thing of like, maybe this this tribe or clan has these different ideas than this other clan. Yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. The so, Mandalorian expansion of, of like, yeah. one is each clan. Yes. So, so that's interesting. Uh, and she says, I got, I got a gift to give you before you go. Right. Have you trained in the Rising Phoenix? Right. And he says he had as a, as a boy or whatever right. Right? when he was training when he was young yeah uh, but and but she says the phrase this will make you this will make you uh, complete yeah so like there's no more armor he can get or items or whatever like that's that's it that's that, the final piece that's of the final his, piece yeah which is really cool yes so he's a full on Mandalore now right yeah it almost seems like there's levels to being. Yes, of you course. Know. Well, and we kind of said that before. Like, you get your chest plate, and you get your helmet, and you get your shouldered thing, and right. you probably get your helmet first, I assume. Right. But uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> and and that whole area and her again, still, it feels very Skyrim to me. Yeah. Well, and then she makes the the reference uh, when you are healed, you will train in this. Otherwise, it will not. It won't obey your commands. Yeah. Yeah. So she makes Ig carry it. Until he's well enough to slap it on and, right. and use it. So uh, they uh, they they leave. Well, well first, they suit up. First, we got that little uh, thing of you start hearing something coming down oh, the she's hallway. She's like IG unit. Will you patrol the hall? Take yeah. care of that. And he easily <laughs> takes out a bunch. All of, all of a sudden, you hear a barrage of laser fire, yes. and then IG eleven kind of peeks around the corner. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, they they suit up. She gives them some stuff, and she's like, "Refill your armaments, whatever you got to do." But time right. to go. And the next thing you really see is her waiting for the troopers, kind of meditating she's, with her hammer and her yeah, her uh, cl- her calipers or whatever yeah. those are. And uh, they surround her and they ask her what's going on, and she just sort of beats the crap out of them. Well, she, she kills them for sure. Well, she doesn't answer anything, and she's just staring into the forge. Yes. And one of them, you know, makes the mistake of. Like hitting her in the head with the gun in the helmet, just yes. kind of poking her with his yeah, gun. Like, hey, and, and she pulls a John Wick on him. Oh my god, <laughs> it's really, really good. She sma- We see something we haven't really seen before, which is the smashing of the helmet. Right, and the actual stormtrooper helmet smashes and breaks. Which look, it's I a mean, great shatters. visual. Shatters, yeah. <laughs> it's a cool visual. I really, really like seeing that. Yes. Um, and it just goes to show that how much of a badass it, she is. That's too. the that's the real point here is that she's a real American hero. <laughs> she's a real badass. Also, she's clearly British, right? Uh, but yes, awesome, really, really good. She's when we I watched it with Zora and she was cheering. She loved it. Well, and I love that little quick turn at the end that you know to see if anyone else is coming, but it's like a quick turn to the camera. Yep. She's gonna hold the hammer and the clip and in one in each hand. Yep. Oh man. It was a great little action sequence. <laughs> right. Loved it. Uh the next thing we see is them trying to get this boat get this boat going. Yeah, they down get this down to this lava river. river. Yeah. Reference to a prequel. Yes. Um and they can't it's like fused to the dock, so they right. have to they try to try to push it, they can't do it. Trying to pry it, doesn't yeah. work. Cara Dune's like, get out of the way. And <laughs> she just uh she blasts it with a gun and gets it gets it free. Right. They get on the boat, and this the R two unit, the ferry droid, right. wakes up. And well, it, first we see it, and they think it's it's inactive. They think it's totally dead. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's normal 
sitting like yeah, height looks like an R2 unit. Looks like a regular R2 unit. But then it comes to life and it rises up and all the long legs and arms. Yeah. Like a fa- the ferryman. It's cool. Yeah. I like that droid a lot. And I did like their their acting, their look like, oh shit. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> And uh, IG-11 translates and says, it's asking where we want to go, so let's go. And uh, as they're floating down the river, uh, Mando sees with his predator vision that there's a a bunch (laughs) of stormtroopers waiting at the mouth of the tunnel. Right. And basically, we're not... Kind of hiding on each side. Yeah, Yeah. we're not going to make it out of here. Right. So we got to figure something out. Well, the droid must be working with the Imperials or malfunctioning or something. Yeah, I almost want to say it's malfunctioning. Yeah, because it just keeps growing them towards the... (laughs) Right. Towards the thing, so they Caradun blasts the top off. <laughs> She's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Like they barely give it a chance to She's do like, anything. Stop, stop! And then she just, "No, I'm done." <laughs> Blast it. Yeah. Uh, Ig Ig Eleven says he's got to he's got to handle this. Right. It's in his programming. It's the only scenario in which they survive. Well, and e- just briefly before that, after she blows the head off, they're not stopping yeah. because of the flow of the river. It's still so. moving. There's nothing they can do. Right. So, so that that's at that point when. Yeah. We get the little heartstring tied. IG-11's like, I got to do this. Don't worry about it. I still have my self-destruct. I'm going to take care of this for you to protect right. the baby. Uh, it's my function. I will have served my purpose. Uh, and uh, Mando Mando says, like, hey, we need you. Right. And it's very, very touching because he, up until that point, hated droids. Hated especially IG-88. Right. IG-11, sorry. And uh, he says that to... IG-11, and, and he's like, don't be sad. I was never alive. Yeah. And and Mando's like, I'm not sad. <laughs> IG-11 says, yes, you are. I've analyzed your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Uh, it's one of those, you're crying, I'm not crying. Yeah, I'm not crying, you're crying. You're, yeah. Uh, so IG-11 pulls a grandma from Dante's Peak, <laughs> steps out into the lava, and uh, walks out uh, to the uh, where the troopers are. And uh, he gives us a little speech about how he can't be captured by uh, right. My my manufacturing, manufacturing dictates that yeah. he has to. He has then to if my integrity is is yeah compromised in, compromised in yeah. any way, I must self destruct. So he blows up and takes out a ton of troopers. He takes the whole entire yeah, squad. Whole squad, yeah. So that's great. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of like this revelation moment. He walks out, and they all kind of pull their guns out. They kind of have this. RCA dog tilt to the head, look at him, <laughs> and then the the thermal grenade comes yeah. out of his chest and is. just giant explosion them gets yeah. them all, gets them every single one. Uh, and as soon as they come out of the mouth of the cave, guess what? Gideon's Tie Fighter shoots by, yeah, and he's doing attack runs on them, and they know that they basically can't do anything against them with the guns they have, yeah, yeah. But right before IG had gotten in the lava, he said, hey, I can't carry this anymore. And he had handed Mando his rising phoenix. Yeah. So guess what? He's got a jetpack. Right. Uh, They're getting blasted at, and uh, they don't know what to do. There's no plan. And Grief Carker's like, let's let's make the baby do the magic hand thing. Come on, baby, do the magic hand thing. And and you get this adorable shot of Baby Yoda going, "Ah," like kind of just waving, like, hi, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, hi. Uh, it's adorable. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and then he, at that point, uh, Grief Carter is like, I don't know that. I'm uh, out of ideas. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> and then Mando goes, I'm not. Yeah. And he slaps on his uh, jetpack and, and uses the Rising Phoenix. 
And uh, I just have in my notes here that I, I did not expect this show to have such a good-looking, large, and well-executed action sequence. Yes. The sequence of him flying. He flies up to the uh, the TIE fighter and hooks onto it with his uh, hook. I, I know this sounds, you know, a stupid, co- you know, comparison, but some of those big, like, vehicle action scenes with James Bond. Oh, sure. It kind of reminds had a little... Reminder of that. This is just as effective. Of like of an Indiana Jones kind of, mm-hmm. which they reference the that. The, that was, yeah. yeah. When he's on the side of the sand crawler. Right. Same as the tank. Yeah, absolutely. But this was short and sweet. I mean, it's no longer than a minute. It was kind of a, he, he plays chicken with the TIE fighter. Yes. But it's so effective. Yeah. And, it's, and it looks just as good as a movie. There's oh, no yeah. question. So props again to everyone involved. This thing is. They did their due diligence. Yeah. I, I mean, mean and from I'm sure that production was, to. You know, filmography, Everything. dialogue. It's written so well. Every, and, and that's another thing. Well, I'll talk about this at the end. Uh, okay. But yeah, I did not expect this, the quality of this. Yeah. It's huge. It feels huge. It, it is. It feels epic. as good as the movies. It's It stands up. It's yeah. really great. Uh, so what happens is he sticks a bomb on the yeah on the TIE fighter and flies away. Well, you have that tension moment, then he loses one of yeah, them. Yeah, he flies off you and know. loses one. But uh, he takes out the TIE fighter, Gideon crashes. Mando lands pretty gracefully. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. No. Not as gracefully as later on when he probably has more experience with the jetpack. But. Yes. Uh, but it's a great action sequence. Right. Um, it, immediately, uh, Mando gets reinstated into the guild. Yeah. Cara Dune says, you know, I might stay on this planet and help clean up some Imperials. Like, she's just out for blood. Yeah. She just wants to kill. She's got a blood rage. <laughs> uh, and during this whole conversation they're having with Grief Karga and Cara Dune... Baby Yoda kind of wanders over and wants to be held, it looks like, by Holds by Mando. on to Mando's leg. Yeah, like I'm standing by Dad, you know. Yeah. Which is really sweet at the end. Right. Uh, well, and I love the whole line from Cara Dune about her, uh, you know, some of her records need to be... Yeah. And, because uh, Grief Karga makes that statement about, oh, you know, this fine warrior, you know, part of my blah, 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 yeah. blah. She's like, well, uh, yeah, you might have to. My record ain't good. Right. This chain code business. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like maybe he can sort that out. Right. And he reinstates Mando in the guild and says, hey, whenever you're ready, let's come do some more jobs. Let's and you have the pick of the, the best jobs. Yes, you know. of all the pucks, whatever yeah. puck you want. And that his rate went up after that whole thing. Looks like your rate's gone up, Mando. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very good. Uh, so they go back to the ship. Uh, they straight to it. I mean, they don't go back to town or anything. Mando no. and, the, and the baby go right to the ship. Well, it, it's not that nice little, you know, after they, they have that conversation, he just kind of picks baby Yoda up and, and does go. that nice little turn and just... yeah. Almost the and before they get to the ship, it's almost that kind of lone wolf and cub moment of walking away from the village. Yeah, you know they don't even go back to the village. At no. All. Um. Uh. The next and then he buries Quill. Yes, you see that he puts his little hat on a rock. It's sad. Yeah. But pretty good. Pretty you know it's nice. Poignant for the character. Yes, exactly. I mean, but uh, Mando gets gets on the ship, starts it up. As we've seen him do many times on the right. show, he notices that he sees that Baby Yoda has something. He's like, "What do you got there?" And it's that necklace. It's the right. Mando necklace. And he says, "Maybe you should hang on to that for a while." Well, first he says, "I didn't expect to see that." I again. never thought I'd see that again. Yeah. yeah. Which I think maybe is what was given to him when he was a foundling. I'm just going to guess. See, and that's what I'm... They don't say that. that, that that's, no, it doesn't say that, but that's what gives me the clue that that might actually be Boba Fett. 
And timeline wise, mm. I mean, that wouldn't play out yeah. to an degree. Oh, I, mean, I, f- I forgot to mention this. Uh, when when they're done having their conversation, he grabs Baby Yoda and they fly off. Yeah, and you see the same. It's like the mirror image shot from from the flashback when when uh, Baby Yoda is being held by Mando. It's well, the that's same what, as yeah, Mando that's what I mean. being held by yeah. When I said they had that lone wolf come kind yeah. of moment, and you know, but it's the same as the flashback. He, exactly, I think it's meant to mirror that right. exact thing happening, right? I just didn't. I wanted to make that connection. Yeah, make it clear that I put that together. It was almost smarty. <laughs> you are a smarty pants. No. Uh, but he gives baby baby Yoda this little necklace. It's a dangerous toy. Don't give that to him. He's gonna choke on that. Well, you know what? He Come hasn't choked, choked on that metal ball that he keeps giving. Such him, a so bad toy it... to give to a baby. Don't do that. Uh, but then the last thing we see is that we pan over to the Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. and the Jawas are scrapping it as they'll do. Of course. And we see uh, we hear a noise, yeah. and uh, a blade sticks through the cockpit. And a very specific it's a strange blade. looking blade. And uh, he cuts himself out. The Jawas freak out and run off. And uh, it's Gideon. He's still alive. And he has a little saber called the Dark Saber. Yes. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know that much about. Right. Uh, apparently, it's pretty big in Clone Wars. Yes. And there's some of it in the like uh, expanded universe or whatever. Yeah. But mainly, it's the Clone Wars thing. <clears throat> and I, I didn't really have that much knowledge about it. Right. But it was used... Uh, in Rebels, I know. It was, it was well, but but the, its original two. purpose was to fight the Jedi, right? It was right. forged by Mandalorians as a tool. By a force, well, it was a Force-sensitive Mandalorian that... Right, and he, he used it to fight against the Jedi. Right. Uh, so, it's, so it's not really a lightsaber. Like, there is a blade there, but it has this, like, saber-like surrounding. Right. So it can it can fight against the lightsaber and not be right. cut, cut in half or whatever. Yes. And the first time that we've seen that actually not in a cartoon or... Yes, this is you the know. first time it's been seen in a live action. And I looked into it, and at one point, Darth Maul possessed it. Right. Which is kind of cool. Now, that will harken back to more Mandalorian history mm-hmm. in Season 2. Well, and whoever possesses it uh, traditionally was the ruler of the man. Or like, not, not like the, the chief. You, but like the chief, that tr- traditionally the, the chief would have that. Right. That doesn't mean that. Gideon is the lead. No, no, no Mandalorian is going to listen to Gideon, but no, but he was the one that he, he took that him. off yeah. the chief, and so I mean that just you know further. That's why Mando's emphasizes gotta, how much you know that he was a part of the destruction of Mandalore. Yeah, so he's got a real thing for Mandalorians. Yeah, Mando's got a so thing you know in, in season two there's going to be a huge reference to. Oh yeah, the, to to learn more about the Mandalorian that we hadn't. You know, this was the first time we ever got, like, just tons of actual Mandalore history. There was so much lore yeah. in, in this whole show. Uh, and I want to talk about, and that was the last thing you see. Right. It's like a kind of a spoiler. He stands there on top of it. Not a spoiler. It's kind of a teaser. Right. He stands on top of his TIE fighter and just looks cool with the yeah. blade out. Blade out. Uh, some standouts from the show for me. Okay. Overall, Werner Herzog. Number one with a bullet. Yeah. Right through his chest. But I loved it. Uh, he, he, he was my favorite thing. When I think about the show, it's like the first thing I think of is right. his first few episodes when you you get him talking about the job. And then every time you turn it on, you get the the replay of like, this is what happened last time. And you hear Werner Herzog saying, Grief Karga said you were coming. Uh, you know, me being like a, a World War Two, World War One mm-hmm. movie guy, you know, he, he was that. Almost stereotypical, 
you know, zealot Nazi yeah. commander that was is in almost every movie. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, it, it really plays that antagonist. Yeah. That like, even if they don't have a huge part in it, it's that guy you almost remember the most. Like we said before about Inglorious Bastards, he's yes. basically he's basically uh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, he's great. Uh, Emily Swallow is the armorer. Yes. She's also a huge standout for me. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, and, and that's... That's one of those things that, you know, we've talked about before that the good thing about Star Wars and all of their, you know, incarnations, there are always these characters that we want more. We want another history. I think we'll get more armor. Yes. I hope. I'm still wanting more Fennec, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, Also, I wrote down that I love the two two main droids. Well, not the main droids, but I loved IG-11. Uh, and I love Zero from yeah. that one episode. I thought Zero, my, my favorite looking droid for sure. Right. Loved it. Loved I, it. IG-11 made a huge, I mean, he was comedic in the first episode. Yeah. But he made a huge impact in the last two. Yeah. He has somehow has a huge arc. Yeah. And you feel, you know, you feel for him when he's doing this like physical therapy and he's learning. He's yeah. learning everything. He's had a terrible injury if you think about it. And he's just trying to get back to health and then becomes the nurse droid for baby right. Yoda. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, for something that, you know, let's be honest, actually wasn't there at all. Yeah. You've got to give props to one Taco Watini. Yeah. You know, even though his, he was doing a droid deadpan voice. Still works great. I mean, it worked perfectly. Yeah. It wasn't too comedic either. I want to no. praise him for not going too comedic with it. Yeah, not going over the top. It's funny, but it's funny because it's perfectly droid-like. Yeah, that almost almost a C-3PO-esque, but not quite that over the top. Not, of, not as over the top, right. but it works perfectly. Yeah. Because because I think C-3PO does look ridiculous, but I, th- I think IGA-11 looks way more ridiculous than C-3PO. <laughs> So it's like kind of evens out. He looks like a really bad stick man that I'm drawn when I'm drunk. Yeah, you know? exactly right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, you know, a walking death machine right. is a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Nanny, I've seen that movie. Right. That's a good one. We're going to review that on here, right? Oh, my God. That may be one of those we could right up there with... Uh, <laughs> also Suburban Commando. Let's do a double feature of Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny. Oh, Just yes. Hulk Hogan classics. Right. Uh uh, favorite two episodes of mine were the slasher episode with the heist, uh, the prison, the prison break, right, and the final episode. I know you loved episode three. I loved episode three. I like uh, it a lot too, but I think those two. I'm having a hard time now. I mean, I really am. Yeah, I do episode. love. I do love the slasher one. I man, I really can't pick just a top two or. Th- I mean, there's a lot of them that are right on par, even with each other. Yeah. I mean, um, episode four. Not as big of a fan. I liked it. I liked it better the second time. Yeah, I liked it better the more I watched it, but not my favorite one. Episode one just set everything up. Yeah, I did it's, like it's IG Eleven. Uh, I did like the introduction of the characters. Um, episode two was fun. Yep. Was kind of goofy in parts. Mm-hmm. It sets up so much stuff that it, we don't it even does, realize. Yeah, I mean now going back since I've watched the whole entire series again. It, it makes I like it better. Well, the thing I was going to mention earlier, and I said, "Oh, I'll say this at the end." This show is nothing but setups and payoffs. Right. This show really pays off. A lot of times you get a show, and it's like, "Well, maybe we'll pay that off in the second season. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe right. we'll do that." 
That's not what the show is about. No. The show has a complete narrative. It, it is so well written. It is it is a cohesive story. It's it's self-contained. Like even if there was never a second season, fine. Uh, it's, right. it's great as it is. It's kind of perfect as it is. And there aren't any... Sure, there are questions. There are things I want to know. Right. But there's nothing that I feel like I've been done a disservice. Like if I never found out, no, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it does keep you wanting more. I mean, that's of the course. thing. And that's and that's the good aspect of a phenomenal series. I think that's because it's episodic in nature. And there right. is that overall you know, storyline. But you a know, lot of it, it was just like seemingly disconnected episodes but they weren't but uh they were but they weren't yeah i mean and you know i know some people complain about the fact that they can't couldn't binge watch this then it was that improves it and i personally think it improves it yeah you know and the way it was set i mean sometimes like when you watch network shows or stuff even though the story continues it doesn't feel like me wanting that continuation sure this the way it was set up, the way it was written, I was the way rabid it was produced. I was, ra- yeah. I, I mean, I just couldn't wait. You know, you for- were staying up till two in the morning to watch. It. I was. <laughs> I didn't do that once. <clears throat> I was going to bed as they were going on. I know, and you're waking up, and I'm texting you. You see it yet? <laughs> yes, I've seen it now twice. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this show pays off in pretty much every every way. Yeah. Uh, Ten out of ten for me. Absolutely, I don't have any complaints. This is this is one of the best things to come out of Star Wars in no question. decades. It's it's what's helped me reignite my flame. Right. That's the resistance that's going to burn down the First Order. <laughs> episode eight reference. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So listen, guys. Uh, our next episode will be a bu- 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 bonus episode. Yes. That will uh, huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a weird sound. <laughs> it, it didn't sound like a horn. It was I know. Like, like a cat having a problem, right? Uh, we where we discuss and rank all the Star Wars films, including Mando and including Rise of Skywalker. We talk about each individual film. So if you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, there are spoilers in the next episode. There are a ton of spoilers, but um, not till the end. But yes, right. um, yeah. So so next episode will be Sunday. The is it the fifteenth? I don't know. Yeah, ne- next Sunday. Next Sunday. Um, if you've made it this far, uh, you probably want to listen to that. So, yeah, it, it'll be the end of our Star Wars coverage for now. For now. Um, we'll always go back to it, I'm sure. But, yeah, well. that's that's this is the end of that block. So, uh, I don't have anything else. Do you? No, I mean, you know, we've, we've pretty much covered everything. Uh, I've totally enjoyed, you know... Doing a deep dive on, on a series like this. I've never done anything like this before. No, I mean, and, and I've truly enjoyed it because, you know what, it's a series that deserves a deep dive. A lot of times, you know, there's stuff that you can talk about, one or two episodes, or yeah. talk about arc as a whole. I think this was good enough to deserve individual recognition. Well, and we did the deep dive on the first two episodes, and we we're like, we probably won't do the other ones. Right. And then we f- were compelled. We had to. Right. We had a huge, huge uh, got a influx hold of on. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, not only that. Yeah, not only uh, we loved it, but it did seem like you guys really enjoyed it. So, And if you did enjoy this, if you need to, uh, you know, get us on Twitter, we have one. It's at Geek Sinks. We also have a Facebook Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. We also got us a happy little Gmail. It's nerdsgeeksinks at gmail.com. Right. Also, we got us a happy little Redbubble. You can <laughs> get yourself a coffee mug or a shirt, 
something something fun along those lines. Um, and it helps us a little bit. So yep. helps us keeps the light on. Helps us keep. I'm having a malfunction in my central <laughs> processing unit. Uh, yeah, slightly between IG11 and uh, you know the client there. Yes. <laughs> oh. Little that and that would be that would have been the only thing better with IG11 if he would have used a Werner Herzog. Uh, that would have been weird. <laughs> If you touch Taco the baby, I will yeah. kill you. Yeah, a taco with teeny mix with Werner Herzog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did we did we mention? I'm just thinking back. Did we mention that we'll be quiet when the baby's sleeping? Oh, we did, didn't yes. we? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's that's like, I need to see the baby. We'll be quiet. Now that's that made me. I was delighted. Oh, man. I know. You know, and some of the lines with with I mean we'll several of quiet. the characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the characters, some of the lines, I really want to know if they were just improv or that's Fab's writing or yeah, I don't know. You know that could it it, it that almost feels like well, what what do you think this character would say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but and we know from Iron Man, like that movie, I've heard that Iron Man essentially didn't have a script. They had a general story, but the, right, it seemed to seem there wasn't much of a script. Yeah, or or they didn't use much of it. I was going to say they mainly went with the improv stuff. Well, Arnie and Jay is that way anyway. And, I mean, and, if you really hear, and about, I weirdly, you know, I think that uh, Iron Man kind of has a comparison to Mandalorian. Little bit. The way that the story again sets everything up, pays everything off. Yes, there's stuff that. It might seem like it doesn't matter at first, but then it all pays off. It, right. It, it, that I, I think there's some sort of uh, similarity in the in the narrative. A little bit, a little bit. I yeah. can see. I can definitely see that. And I mean, that's why Iron Man was so loved of a movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, let's be honest. That there could have never been a Marvel universe. It wouldn't be the same without Favreau. Without without Favreau, but I mean, even if there never anything really came out of it afterwards. Yeah. I think Iron Man would have still been as beloved of a start yeah, to that character. Absolutely. So, so I mean, I've I've been a fan of Favreau for a long time, but this just, I mean, I didn't think I could enjoy him more. But boy, no. he did it again. He's oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. That, yeah, me too. We I'm love done. You, John I'm Favreau. spent. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go to bed now. <laughs> it's like 10 a.m. We're going. I to know. Bed. Yeah. <clears throat> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. All right, uh, we'll catch you next time on the Star Wars Spectacular. Have a good one, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Forever. Till next time. <laughs> and then time after that. Yeah.